Hi, Missy. Hey, Jess. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. Actually, I feel like shit, to be honest with you, but we'll just I'm, keep, we'll plow I'm not on. that great. It's okay. I'm not that great. You're not that great? No, What's but, you? no, I'm fine. You? Why? You're, you're feeling like shit? I feel like shite. Yeah. Shiza. Shiza. Well, uh, I just came from the dentist and I hate, I mean, people say they hate going to the dentist. I get that it's like a universal hatred of the dentist. However, I feel that at least in my case, it was spurned by a very odd den- dental experiences as a kid. Oh, I have the same, same, had the same fear and loathing yeah. because of a very heavy handed dentist in my youth. No, my dentist was gentle. But and then he not going like, for eight years. He looked like somebody put one of those like joke pairs of teeth, like the ones that chop, 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 chop. Stop. He looks like somebody put those into Charles Manson. Okay, run. Dark hair, very dark beard, very piercing eyes, the biggest, toothiest effing smile you ever saw in your life. It was so creepy. And his name was Hart. Should I say his name? I guess it doesn't matter now. Why not? Is he dead? Probably not, but he's not going to listen. It's only funny if I tell you his name because his name was Dr. Harvey Levy, and my dad used to call him Larvy Heavey. <laughs> I love names like that. I know. Larvy like I'm Heavey. one to criticize. Well, it didn't help my love of the dentist anyway. I mean, he was the nicest man, but scary. And then, uh, and then the fluoride with the... Remember those trays that they would... You're freaking me out. Oh, God. They smelled so bad and give you a headache. Well, anyway, I had my teeth cleaned today. And I'm like, tell me if this would unnerve you, okay? Yes. Okay. Probably. She asks me what I do, and I tell her I have a podcast ad agency, and I kind of explain a little bit about what that is. Um, And then she's asking me, like, about my kids and how old they are and where they go to school, and she wants all kinds of information about Nate's school because her son... She wants to put him in a similar program for video game design, blah, blah, blah. Then she's like, la-di-da, cleaning my teeth, starting to prick me with the thing. Poke, 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 poke. You're tasting your own blood. Yep. I'm tasting my own blood. And that's when she says, so like, please. Oh, it hurts me. Just just listening to it hurts. It hurts me. Um, So she she says, uh, so do you guys ever like need any like work? Do you guys, do you have any work like, um... You might need someone to do. And I was like, yeah. You mean like a job? Like an intern or a job? She was like, yeah, like a paying job. Do you have stuff that like you ever hire people to do stuff? And I was like, yeah. What's she looking for? Does it matter? She's cleaning my teeth. I don't know. Dentist, gynecologist. I, you get you get 45 minutes and that's all I want to see you a year. That's it. What I'm saying is it's not as if she was performing a service. But like, like, you know, doctors is one thing, but like, don't cut my hair, clean my teeth, or do you perform any kind of like physical improvement on me while saying I'm looking for another job? <laughs> That's so unnerving to me. This is not rewarding enough for me. Yeah. I'm like, just don't, phoning it in. Don't cut my hair. Don't whiten my teeth. Don't. Do my Botox, wax my eyebrows, paint my nails, all the while saying, you got any work for me? <laughs> That's just, that was like so unnerving. Oh, my God. Well, you're doing all you can not to 
dig your nails all the way through the pleather on the armrest in the first place. The yeah. last thing you want to do is A, mouth open, have a conversation, and B, act yeah. as her career counselor. I definitely don't like being poked with that shrimp fork they have. Oops. Can I, I had the same, I have the same, I don't think we're alone, have the same horror of dentistry again. What because, was your dental experience as well, a kid? Well, I just had a very, very, very heavy handed dentist. Meaning then, he was not gentle. Always I guess. hurt me. Always hurt that me. Sucks. But then I think I hit like around college age and my parents stopped making those appointments for me. Like when they come home, you know, you get all your appointments done. You see all your doctors because you're with your family. That never really happened. And years went by with no dental care. Years. And part of me thought, hee hee hee, I'm getting away with something. Meanwhile, years. I mean, it's embarrassing how many years. So when I finally started having trouble with my teeth, I have this degenerative enamel thing, which just all of those years without dental care, horrible, horrible havoc in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and tons of pain, and I had to go every week to work on something. It was it was the worst. And I met a dentist who I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. And he he made magic. He made magic happen. He fixed everything, and then later said some cosmetic dentistry wouldn't kill you. So now I went from hell mouth <laughs> for the most part of way too long with nothing to one of the nicest smiles I know. And I wouldn't smile for years because it was such a hot mess. And I have an amazing dentist who did just really great things for me for both me. Please, if he didn't do this, you think I would even be podcasting with you? I really wouldn't have left the house if I hadn't had all of this work done. But it is it is not cheap. Your um, teeth are beautifully white, though. Almost glow in the dark white, if I do say so. I mean, if you pulled out a black light, I'd have trouble smiling because I don't need you to see that. But, but, but I, I'm not wrong, am I? They glow in the dark. They, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't see my mouth in the dark. Um, I see you in the daylight, and I, it's like all I need you to do is smile, so I can get to my car at night. Yes, I will help you. Um, uh, I will help you to your car. But I, I love this guy. He did amazing things. So the answer is get a good dentist because there's no reason for you to hate the dentist and fear the dentist if you have a really good one. And now, only now, and my biggest fear is he's going to leave me. <laughs> That's my yeah. biggest fear. Not Stuart leaving me, my dentist. That's who I'm really afraid of. Yeah. Dentists are scary, dude. Yeah. Oh. Oh my. I said dentist and gynecologist. You're going in one way and I, I just don't talk to me until it's over and then we yes, can chit chat all Yes, but both of those are not, are not like, you know how they say like the other end is exit only? Output, yep. Yeah, those two, the dentist and the gynecologist, that's not exit only. No, the dentist If anything, is I prefer input to be only. the opposite. Right, yeah, input, input only. only. Input, right. yeah. Well, it's totally different ends. Of course, the top is input only and the bottom is output only. Hmm. Of course. Yes. yes. Of course. Mm, yes. P.S. The bottom better be input, but mm, just not that bottom. Yes. We're not talking about your bottom. Melissa, have you ever done karaoke? Oh, dear. No. You know of my singing in public fear. I know that you think you can't sing, but that doesn't mean you've ever pretended, never pretended to do so. Well, you can't really pretend when you're standing up there laughing with a couple of drinks and you screaming into a microphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll stand there with you. I'll hold a mic and listen to you sing. But even with this new, this new segment that I want to do on this show, I've kind of recruited Mallory to sing the jingle for it. I was going to recruit you. 
But yeah. Mallory seemed super interested in it, singing my jingle. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so she's gonna she's gonna help me out and sing my jingle. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> this is without her, and I'll kill John if he pulls this as a drop. Mm-hmm. But um, it's outside Melissa's box. Ding. Yeah, I liked when she sang it too, though. It yeah, was she's so cute. She's way cuter. So yeah, she doesn't understand what a box is. She didn't when I first told her of the segment, uh, but now, but now I had to explain it. I'm telling you, it's kind of like in the pool of before the summer. You, ha- if you're going to use phrases and. You're going to be in public. People are going to know something you don't know that you're saying, and they're going to laugh at you. I need you to be informed. So I informed her, and she went, there's a big gasp. And I thought, all right, well, that sure beats, you know, oral sex. So here we go. Yeah. This is mild. I mean, boxes, yeah. Because I think I told you this. I had to explain what Pimp My Ride was to my eight-year-old Yeah. because of that MTV show, and it was awkward. What a pimp was, yeah. But I did it. Yeah, I used to have a neighbor who, and still a friend, who dressed her dog for Halloween as a pimp with a super creative. big purple wide-brimmed hat, and it was it was adorable. He was amazing. It was a good mm-hmm. dog. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys don't like dogs. Never mind. I don't yeah. mind dogs. Mm. I like dogs. Just not... The reason we don't have one, I mean, originally we wouldn't get a dog because Scott was just like, no, because then we can't travel... You guys do so much traveling, too. Yeah. We don't now, but we were when we were younger and our kids were younger. And then then it was, we can't get a dog. I don't know. We have white carpet. Now he has allergies. So he wins. Yeah, he wins the never-ending argument about why we can't have any good, anything fun. Anything good in your lives? I can't. I was just going to say why we can't have nice things, but actually he would prefer the opposite. He wants nice things, just no one to wreck them. So has the 12-year-old dog sneezed yet? <laughs> he is not ready to be euthanized if that's your question um he is he is sure? probably he has probably sneezed but he's also i can't do it i love him i can't do it. you know what we're going away thanksgiving week we'll we be going? gone for a whole week we're going to florida we own a place there it's free <laughs> so that's where we go so we'll spend a week in florida we'll drive across the state and spend actual Thanksgiving with my parents on the East Coast. Our place is on the West Coast. And um, we'll spend Thanksgiving with them. And the dogs, for the first time in a long time, will be in a kennel. Now, the 12-year-old dog does not kennel well. He gets all disoriented. He gets he ages while he's in there. So I'm a little nervous. So I've spent the last couple of weeks making dog beds, getting um, felt, like two yards of felt, two pieces of it put together, you know, you cut the sides and you tie them. Have you ever done that? Made a no-sew blanket? No-sew? Yeah. You don't sew it. You you cut the edges. I know how to make a blanket like you're describing, but how do you not sew it exactly? Well, you don't sew it because you cut fringes on the edges and you tie the top piece to the bottom piece. Yes. So there are two pieces tied together, but instead of leaving it like that with just a blanket, um, before I close the very end, I put in some of our t-shirts that smell like us. So I stuff it with some t-shirts and then I tied off the end. So I'm going to send these three blankets with our t-shirts and our smell to the kennel with the dogs and hope that kind of centers them a little. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after at 12 years, I don't know what he's going to be like when we get him home. I really don't. I'm I'm probably going to expect a call while we're there that I have him in his own crate. So where are you going again? Sorry. Really? Florida. Just told me. 
and I flow uh, right well, because I you know why I left my head because you you said before you were trying to get rid of that place. I would love to sell that place if dear listeners, if anyone is interested in purchasing a beautiful beautiful apartment on the Gulf of Mexico in Fort Myers, Florida, stone's throw from Sanibel and Captiva right across from the outlets. Please let me know. I'd be happy to discuss with you. It's a uh, purchase. Real cheap. Yes. Please. Call 1-800-F-U-C-K-Y-O-U. That's my favorite number. <laughs> Ugh, if I could get that number. Yeah. Oh, so only. So we're going down there. He'll be boarded. Don't know what's going to happen to him. And I get to spend Thanksgiving with my, uh, my side of the family, meaning my parents. Wonderful. At a country club for dinner. Is that what you were always hoping for? I was always hoping for? No. I mean, as long as I'm not cooking in my home, I'm happy. Okay. I like spending, I usually like spending um, Thanksgiving with Stuart's family in Richborough, PA at my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house. Is your, are your parents going to listen to this podcast by chance? We've talked about that. I don't think that they will ever listen to this podcast. No. Are you discussing the complicated relationships in my family? Is that no. to what you are referring? I mean, I guess. I but you a pack I of guess wolf. what I want to know yes. is how mean can I be about your mom without getting in trouble? <laughs> uh, not that mean. Well, your brother listens, so yeah, he'll enjoy it immensely. But at the <laughs> at the possibility that we're sitting at the table for Thanksgiving, and my kids say. Oh my God, Gams and Pop-Pop, you've got to hear Mommy's podcast. They trash the shit out of you. <laughs> that would be very awkward. Yeah, totally. Me? Who, yeah, me? me. Definitely me. So the jingle, outside Melissa's box. Ding! <laughs> so what did you do outside your box this week? I'm doing a lot of talking here, Yes, I went yesterday. Wait, are you saying that I should talk about me now? That would be great. No. But... <laughs> did you say no yeah that's a horrible idea <laughs> all right no so yesterday i did a craft fair i did a hanukkah bazaar i did a craft fair with i brought my kids and i sold my hats and scarves what i put on this you went you had a booth and everything yes i put on this eight foot table probably 120 150 hats and scarves and as i laid it all out there i got a little depressed about the fact that this is a couple of years work for me i mean i sell them sporadically through a friend of mine but to see this intense inventory it's never all been in one place at one time it was overwhelming to me and i was kind of moved by it it's kind of depressing but i i left my house i and that it was, in itself just right? a round of applause. Right. It wasn't for my kids. It wasn't for the family. It was something that I did that I was going to, I was going to sell my stuff. And I was horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> and I stood there. And well, what I really did was I walked away from my table because my son is math boy and my daughter is charming as hell. So she sold and he did the, he kept the bank. So they kind of did it for me. But my problem is, and I've really dug down deep on this one, is that I don't truly value anything that I produce. 
No which, shit, which Sherlock. Which is part of the reason. Are you just realizing this now? Yes, I kind of am. This is kind of an epiphany for me. What which are you is, talking about? I've been telling you this for a long time. Right, and I'm telling you for a long time not to drink soda, but until you do it, it's going to make a profound difference in your life, right? Fair enough. <laughs> How dare you turn this back around on me? We're talking about you now. Drop. Well, honestly, Melissa, it's a little deeper than that. If I have to turn on my shrink hat. <clears throat> my little shrink light because it's not even just that you don't value anything that you do, but that also when someone makes an attempt to help you value or teach you to value or teach you to treat something nicely, you disappear. I either fight it or I ghost. Yeah, I'm definitely you fight ghost. or flight on that one. Yep. So it's like, because when I first saw your hats and scarves, and I was like, put a little bit of these on Etsy. You were like, that sounds like a great idea. Don't talk to me about my business ever again. Babe. That sounds like a great idea. Melissa? Cricket, cricket. Melissa? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cricket, cricket. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't believe this is that much of an epiphany. But, you, but all right, I'll buy. I'll buy it. Uh, if you say you're that unself-aware, I'll go ahead and take that. So I, I guess I figured out that the more I find out about myself, the more I think I could benefit from a little more therapy. But as soon as my kids are in college I and on their own, I'm happy to uh, to commit to fixing me. Hold on. That also makes no sense. That's just procrastination. Why would you wait? Why would, First of all, let me just ask you this. Why would you make your children wait until they were out of the house to have a normal, <laughs> mentally <laughs> stable <laughs> stable mother? I mean, doesn't that seem like uh, missing the point a little? Cricket, cricket. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. If that's you're wondering if I'm fighting said. or flying, uh, flight. <laughs> flight. There's no, first of all, if anyone has a reason not to go to therapy, it's me. I don't go. I need to go. I do not argue that point. If I go, you have to go. Can we have, I don't want to do anything outside of Jessica's box though, but like <laughs> we should maybe do challenges for each other on some level to have less reservations, I guess. Well, we'd have to change the name of the damn show, but whatever. I'm but willing we to say, do that. Can we say fewer reservations <laughs> and not less? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why? Is that because it's grammatically correct to say yep. fewer? Yes, it is. Ew. Ew. Did you just correct me? Ew. Yes. Yes, I you did. You just corrected me. That was so rude. Oh, my God. I'm doing it for you. It's also my deflection. Ew. That of... was also a very mom thing that you just said. <laughs> not my mom. Ew. I'm no, doing it for you, mom. Jessica. It's my way of deflecting from the fact that you were just picking on me. So, I'm not picking on you. I'm yeah. just making a point, which is that you should not wait until your children are out of the house to start therapy. That makes no effing sense whatsoever. That's like saying, I, Who, that's, like, that's like saying you're going to wait until your husband passes and you have no children in the house before you start learning how to cook large meals. Who? Why? Me? It makes no sense. Silliness. I, I hear what you're saying. Point made. All right, thanks. Stop beating this dead horse. It's dead. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine. Well, um, I mean, I'm on this. Okay, so let's talk about something else. I'm just curious. Why are there so many things outside the box? Can we talk about that for a second? Why so many things make me uncomfortable? Like, yeah, I, I actually, this is something about you that I, I'm not sure I knew. Like, I know that you are, I know you have lots of reservations, obviously. But 
I, I mean, I do do lots of things. I just am not comfortable doing them. I told you the principal at my daughter's school recruited me for a committee, and I now sit on a parent communicator committee, which puts my email out there. If people have issues with the school or the district, they come to me and I bring it to this committee and, yeah. and the principal. I think this whole thing was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm happy to serve. I, I'll do that. I mean, I don't know about happy. I'm willing to serve and I'm... Yeah, willing is different than happy. <laughs> but I, I've actually enjoyed the meetings. I definitely mock the people at the meetings and I won't go past a certain certain degree of meetings. But I, I just, I don't know. I, it's just so much easier to not engage. Don't you find that? If you engage, you deal yes, with people. That's because I've already engaged. Well, I have too. I, I lived a, when my kids were little and in elementary school, I was in that school two, three times a week. I yeah. volunteered. I substitute taught. I worked in a school district. I, I mean, I was definitely involved. There is a joy for me in no longer being involved. Well, then that brings me to the other point, which is why do things outside the box if you've been outside the box and you know it's not safe. So I, I also feel <laughs> it's it's not that it's not safe, but I do feel like I'm losing some memory. I feel like words don't come to me the way they used to. Actually, I've been feeling that as well. I and it's freaking it me out. So wow. if I continue to challenge myself in certain ways, maybe that will prevent further loss of or help support memory and i mean if i, I sit in a you meeting can just cure that by reading so audible is not an option <laughs> no yeah i'm a, i used to be an an avid reader a voracious reader not so me. maybe i'll Never maybe i'll go it. back i heard reading can solve that i like multitasking like listening to the book and this morning i was texting you while making banana bread what, See, what? Again, i already know i suck at that <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to learn that again. Chocolate chip banana bread. That's the problem also, Melissa, is that like sometimes, mm. listen, listen to me discouraging you from going outside your comfort zone. <laughs> what a kind of a life coach am I? But like, I mean, because technically, I mean, I coach people on business and I tell people to do the exact opposite. But like, and I'm not saying stay in your bubble. I guess what I'm saying is like, there are certain things that like, I don't need to go outside my comfort zone because I already know I'm terrible. Baking is one of those things. I'm not going to bake a three-layer cake or a apple crumble because I already know I suck at this. Taking a step outside my comfort zone in this category could poison others. So Stuart's theory with me is you always say no at first. Then you wait it out. I've gotten better. It used to just be no. But now I'm a no at first girl. And then I do things. And he says, you always have a good time. You always enjoy it. Someone so asks us to dinner. My answer is always forget about it. No way. I don't want to. But when I do go, I went to the fair yesterday. We sold scarves. I talked to a thousand people. It's exhausting for me. So but that's fun, why. Right? But it was I fun, had right? I had a lovely time. I talked. To, I found out the girl three booths from me knows my sister in law lives in Richborough. But now you don't have to do it again until the next one. Well, the next one could be next week as ACAC has a fair, but I, I don't want to get involved in that nonsense. One thing at a time. Like, let's, one thing at a time. Let I me agree. lick my wounds from the I first agree. one. It's exhausting. Yes. This is my life, though. When you are an introvert, which I admit now freely that I am. I was yeah. a closeted introvert, but now I know I'm a real introvert. And like when you are an introvert, the being around of other people, as fun as other people are, and as much as I enjoy them, it is truly Dr draining. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And so introvert, I mean, the definition of introvert is not I hate others, but that 
but that I need to recharge alone versus I need to recharge in a crowd. Right. And I'll That's talk it. to you in the car on the way home from dinner, Stu. I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll, we'll, de- we'll decompress. Yeah. But once we get home, don't yell at me for picking up my phone. Don't yell at me for standing outside with the dogs for 20 minutes and not engaging. I, I need that time. And I had, a, I had a great time. I have a great time going out to dinner and being out. And I love, I do love people. It's just really exhausting for me. It's mentally. This also sheds a light on why we live a half hour from each other and yet never go out to dinner together. <laughs> what we do when we force it, right? And then well, when we no, do, we have I mean, such a great time. First of all, I'm not ever forcing myself to spend time with you. What I'm actually forcing myself to do is make the actual plan. That's the hardest part. Right. Once right. we have plans. I'm happy to show up and be with you and your wonderful husband and my wonderful husband. And we always do have a lovely time. And like when I see you hanging out with other people, I get wildly jealous because I feel like how come I can never figure out when the hell Stu is off work so that the four of us can hang out? And yet, do you see me texting you every weekend to see what you're doing? No. Right. But I'm a sure thing one day a week with you. Now you have now, to, now I'm your hostage like for a month. It's been how long have we lived this close to one another? Let's not answer that. It's been right. A long Don't time. say it. But now I'm your hostage, years. and I love it. And I love it. Yeah. I really look forward to this. And afterwards, I'm on a high. I'm so happy. And then my kids say something stupid, and it I'm sucks just me two back. Introverts don't, you know. And I have other friends that I also am wildly crazy about that I know are introverted, and it's kind. It actually can and should be a bit of a comfort. That I can ignore the shit out of you and not have you worry if our friendship's in trouble. I love that. Same with her. I I have a couple of friends like that that could call and and leave a message and be like, yo, Melissa has not called me back. I'm going to call again. And that's how you know. They know you. They're your friend. They'll call again. They won't pull that. Well, I called you four times and you have not called me back and you have not. Did I, A, did I do something wrong? B, are you mad at me? I'm now I'm mad at you. All that is what exhausts me just even thinking about it. Please know, my friends know who they are and that I love them and that you will hear from me. I would never get mad at you for ghosting me. Like if you and I are like, we are going to King of Prussia tomorrow and then we don't hear from one another. The next day we could be like, so do you think we'll ever go to King of Prussia and not be angry at all? (laughs) No, but you'll know if I ghost you, it's because you talked about me producing hats and valuing my product and making money from it and supporting my own endeavors. God forbid being (laughs) on stage and having someone applaud you for anything. Wait, what? Wait, what? I got to go. I got to go. Sorry. Got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Whatever. You will go to podcast movement. You don't have to be on stage for anything, but I would like you to go. If for no other reason, then because there's so many great sessions about building a community and getting your social and growing and stuff like that. Well, you want me to do it. So I have a segment for outside Melissa's box. I mean, if this is going to be a regular segment where you are traveling outside the box, then yeah. I think that would be a good one to do. Yeah, that's a huge one. That must be like a week. I don't think you should do any more cooking, though, because what's the point? You already know you're terrible, just like I do. Yeah, I just have a few things I make, but I, I was craving banana bread and I had those tiny mini chocolate chips that make my mouth so happy. That I I like banana bread too. Yeah. Why didn't you just go to the Amish market? We could have met there for lunch or something. Because they're not open. Oh right, they're only open Thursdays. Yeah, and I have to I get forgot. that. That's due. I have big plans on Thursday to go there and get lots of stuff. And their it's Thursday Boston cream donuts. What time? Uh, I don't know. When do you want to go? Let's make plans. We don't all day Thursday, follow through I think, with. I think. I'm pretty sure. We could at least meet for breakfast. All right. All right. Cool.
and Boston cream donuts. Mm. Mm. Mm, they're so good. Well, I'm trying to think of the best donut I've had there. I think it was like a lemon cream, actually. That's ridiculous. Don't- <laughs> I don't even know you. I mean, don't judge. Don't judge my donut habits. It's I don't ri- judge your ridiculous. donut habits. It's four pounds of Boston cream in the middle I don't of this. Need, you know what? I'm uh, not going to eat donuts because they're not good. I, I need less sugar, not more. Okay, soda drinker. I know. But one thing at a time. I don't need donuts to add to it, do I? Well, you just Why can't you chase just it with it. Bring a- it to my bra and let me get a fat. <laughs> You don't do it all the time. I mean, if you ate like that all the time, although Stuart did bring home some duck donuts from King of Prussia the other day. Sounds disgusting. Then I found his, it's not a real duck. There is a Chinese place around you that is absolutely delicious. God, I don't remember the name of it. Man, it was so good though. Mandarin? Horrible service. Mandarin? No. Mino? It was like a place in a strip mall. Do um? Do you guys like sushi? I'm going to find sushi? it. I love sushi. Yeah. Do you like do you like unlimited sushi? Unlimited? That was a thing, but I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Why yeah. not? Mino, there's a restaurant in a strip mall by me. Mino, they have um all you can eat sushi. And my kids even like it cuz they'll make you chicken teriyaki and they just keep bringing it for you. If you're eating it, they're bringing it. But when I went there with Mallory for the first time, the woman came up to me with a stern face and said, "You order it, you eat it. You don't eat it, you pay extra." And I thought, mm. Oh, that's quite a plan. <laughs> you guys have this down. And when we ordered a second, she said, you better eat it. <laughs> Walked away. And I felt like my mother was there. I felt like my Nana was there. But it was amazing. So we were supposed to go that night to PJ's poor house. But then it got too busy. The poor house in Exton? Yeah. Okay. So we went to a place... Z-Way. Close by. Z-Way. Yeah, they have amazing sushi, too. Yeah, Z-Way. Z-Way. Yeah, they're delicious. Yes! That's so- my old neighborhood. Yeah, they have great sushi. Delicious, delicious. If you go back, I'll tell you what delicious. rolls to get. They're so good. They're so yeah, good. Yeah, delicious, delicious, delicious. Um, so- now I'm hungry. Thank you. There was more stuff I was going to tell you that I was trying to save, but now I don't remember what it was. I could keep going, but it's not the Melissa podcast. I got lots to tell you. Oh, okay. Well, I'll keep going. Okay. So I just came back from DC Podfest and um, I did something new that I had never done before, which is I shared a staying space with a male colleague. And the only way it was even possible, which he actually was like, if this doesn't work out, like if we couldn't book it, he was like, let's just share a hotel room. I was really not down with that. But I'm I'm normally never down with that. We've shared before, I think. We have. Yeah. But um, instead, I found an Airbnb that was like 150 a night and had one bedroom and a sofa bed. Perfect. And it was an apartment. I'll tell you, the difference between a hotel and an Airbnb is significant. So much nicer linens, way more coffee variety, huge fridge for leftovers, actual unlimited supply of dishes if you would like a glass of water, um, nicer toilet, well, not necessarily nicer toiletries, but toiletries, and like my own bedroom where I could shut the door and like have him do it, you know, like no matter who you share with, if you get up or go to bed later or earlier than the other person, you're like worried about tiptoeing. And yeah. that was kind of nice not to have to do that. That was pretty cool. actually. And toileting. Toileting is always an issue, no matter what. Um, is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, how do you drop kids off at the pool with someone in there? I'll, you I'll tell know? you right now. I stay in hotels all the time with my whole family, and I send Stuart to the lobby bathroom. No, that's not what But in happening. an Airbnb, there's no lobby bathroom. No. What I... One trick, which I didn't feel like I needed this trick. This time when I went, it was rather quiet. I think Joe must have gone way before I woke up. You're impressed by how quietly you could poop. I mean, there wasn't a lot of like gaseous anomalies. It was mostly just, you know, a nice floosh and it was fine. But like sometimes you have gas problems. Oh, yeah, sure. That wasn't the case this time, luckily. I'll tell you the only thing that startled me with him was like he blew his nose a couple times and it was like a horse, a trumpet, oh, an <clears throat> elephant. But um, no, he must have used the restroom in that in that way like way before I woke up because I didn't hear it, I didn't smell it, it wasn't a problem. He'll be happy to know. Well played. If he listens to this, which I doubt, he'll be happy to know. <sighs> I will say that like. It's a rainy two day. Hours, That's why you're yawning. It's a rainy two day. Two hours down and back is a long time to make small talk and or listen to small talk. You didn't listen to podcasts? No. You didn't play him our podcast? <laughs> no. But this is, he's like uh, 12 years younger than me. And he is a friend. So if you are listening to this, my friend... Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Um, I I find it hilarious that he asks me questions like that. Like he'll we'll be talking about his endeavors, and he'll go, "Oh, you didn't see the post I did about this? Who me? Oh, Who, you me? didn't? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if you'd have read my book, you didn't know you didn't read my book. Yeah, Who, and I'm me? like, "Who me? I don't read books. I don't watch podcasts. Just like you. No, but I mean, like." He does kind of give me like, he always, whenever it's something that he's done that's significant that comes up that I've missed, I feel a little bit like he's like digging. Oh, like, like he's giving me a dig for not having read it or watched it. Or that you're not on his cutting it. edge him. You well, don't because know his he was latest. Like, he was like, you didn't read, my, oh, you, I guess if you'd read my book, you would know that I did X, Y, Who, and Z. Me? I was like, well, but I didn't though. And tell him, did you read my book? Yeah. Because <laughs> I wrote the book on many things. So wait, John, you seem to be offended that I make my husband shit in the lobby of a hotel. Yes. I was a little offended by that as well. You make your husband go shit somewhere else. If four of us are living in a room and you are going to put your filth and stink in a, in part of what our room. poopery. We now have poopery because occasionally we'll do bed and breakfasty things that don't have lobby bathrooms. But if you can have an away game, you have an away game. You do not bring that into our room. And I have to tell you, I think we learned this from... I have a question. Yeah. Well, first of all, finish your sentence. I'm well, I sorry. think we learned this from Tom Gray, who has five people when their family goes on That's vacation. Different. There are five people sharing one room. And if you're going to filth it up, you do it in the lobby bathroom. So you just see him walking through the lobby with a newspaper. And we know exactly where he's going after breakfast because it's it's rude you share a well, living space. Do you space. go to the lobby bathroom when you have to drop kids off at the pool? I shit poopery. I, I, I don't poop. What are you talking about? It's flowers and, and joy. What do you, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Unless I've cooked mm-hmm. and then stand back. But I, I mean, if, if I, I thought know. I was going to offend my family, yeah, I would use a lobby bathroom. It makes you think you don't. Yeah, how do you think you don't? Look. 
Now Melissa's shit doesn't stink. That's, I was just going to say that. You know, people say that about other people in jest, and yet here we have an actual person that thinks their shit doesn't stink <laughs> for real. For actual real. Yeah, so? I'm just in awe of you that you even have the gall to think that about yourself, much less enforce it. Get the drop of, I'm just in awe of you. Okay. I'm just in awe of you. You are. You should be. My poop doesn't stink. Look, I now have a 14-year-old son who also eats shitty and and leaves treats. And they go down there together in the morning to... Uh, they have to both go down to the lobby bathroom? Yes. Yes, they do. What the hell is happening? I know. You it's make the them considerate the buddy to system to go take a... <laughs> Oh no, now God. finally Ethan's old enough to go by himself, but it's the considerate thing to do. If I was going to, if I needed to, I would go to the lobby bathroom too. Damn, that's harsh, son. Got to do what you got to do. If people Damn. are sharing your space, you don't offend them. Poopery well, you leave the, the fan on and you maybe take a little air freshener. Oh, this was the thing I was going to tell you. The trick you can do if it's, if it's awkward and you know you have gas, I turn on the water. So that they can't hear me pooping. Yeah, you're fooling no one. Well, it's a, it's a, perhaps not, but it at least will confuse the ear. <laughs> I would rather there be like a confusion of, did I hear that or did I not hear that? Then, oh my God, this is all I can hear. <laughs> all right. I don't want to hear it now either. I don't mind it it's now. enough out of you, John. <laughs> I don't mind it now at all. I, that's my trick. I turn the water on. Sometimes I turn the shower on just to confuse people. And then I'll come out. Did you shower? Nah. I was just taking a dump. Didn't want you to hear it. Yeah. It's not right. <laughs> I mean, can you say that? Not necessarily. You know, there was a part of me when I was packing for this is just like, what what kind of pajamas do you pack for the male colleague that you neither want to repulse or attract? Flannel pajamas. Sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I packed typical old navy pajama pants and an oversized t-shirt. But like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, on the one hand, I'm just like, I definitely don't want to wear anything even remotely attractive or revealing. And then I thought, well, I also don't want him to look at me and go, God, how can anyone be married to that? So what did Scott say when he knew you were sharing this room with a male colleague? Married, male colleague. Honestly, I mean, when he felt, when he, I mean, when I was like, it's Joe, he was like, all right, that's fine. Not because he's not a threat. I mean, it's awkward, right? Because if I say, oh, not because like I would ever sleep with Joe. Because again, this is a weird way of like talking about it, right? But Joe is very much like a brother. So, and he already knows that like we go to the zoo with Joe and his wife sometimes. And like, um, I have on many occasions made an attempt to mentor and or give Joe advice. He never takes my advice. So right, like- Because you didn't read his book. No, just for <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, so I don't think he's that threatened by Joe. Okay. I just know that. He and vice versa. Be. I don't think Melissa's that her, that's her, uh, his wife's name. I don't think she's that threatened by me. Plus Joe is, his wife's pregnant. She's due in January. Like, but also there's literally no, absolutely no like thought whatsoever as to hooking up with Joe. It's ridiculous. I, as I get older, I want my own space. Like, I don't want to be in anybody else's space. Like, I don't want to be sent to the lobby to drop kids off at the pool. I really didn't even feel like we were in each other's <laughs> space at go. all. Nope. Like, I got dressed <laughs> while talking, you know, like, I, I got dressed in the bedroom, came out, did my hair. We chit-chatted a little. 
mean, yeah, I didn't really didn't feel like he was in my space at all. In fact, because it was an Airbnb, I felt that way even less so because he had other things to look at besides me. Whereas if we were sharing like a double bed hotel room, he'd just be laying there staring at me while I walked around the room or vice versa. I'd be sitting on the bed waiting for him to stop walking around the room. This way, I could walk around and do what I wanted and he could just sit there and like work or vice versa and we could ignore each other. It was beautiful. It was perfect. And you could close your door. You don't think you would share an Airbnb with me, John? No. <laughs> well, I'm a little hurt by that. I'm not going to lie. It's not you. It's me. It's not about you. It's about me. I'm a little bit hurt by this. Do you think when you were younger, you would have shared a room easier? Yes. So it's partially with age that we're... Yes. I'm stuck in my ways, and I understand why you send Stu to the lobby bathroom. I mean, I understand that, but if I was married and my wife told me to do that... I Four think I'd be a little offended. You have like now, a if you and I were children. sharing a hotel. Now, here's the thing: if John and I were sharing a hotel room, or the three of us were sharing a hotel room, then yeah, I'd go to the lobby. But I'm not doing it if my, it's just my family. They can, you know what? They deserve to smell my shit. In fact, for all the stuff I do for them. Oy. <laughs> Oy. Sorry, that was rude. Might be true, but it's rude. It's fascinating, is what it is. It is. This is a fascinating conversation. Where do you shit on vacation? I would love to know from our audience how how polite is too polite when it comes to sharing hotel rooms and pooping with your family and non-family members. Like, do you have to go? You know, in summer camp, if you live, there was an outhouse very close to my bunk when I was in bunk 22. And if anyone had to go number two, it was an unspoken rule that you had to go number two in the outhouse. You couldn't go in our bunk. You could not smell up our bunk. And if anyone dared to do so, they would be ridiculed. It was like Wednesdays they were pink. It was it was written in stone. I love mean girls. I appreciate you. Yeah. It was a big deal. But, you know, other bunks, we couldn't do that because it wasn't as close. But, yeah. I mean, could you Pretty imagine weird. what the boys' bunk smells like? Yeah, bad. Boys are just disgusting to start with. Boys are... Not even what they smelled like, but imagine just what that whole place looks like. Look, Mallory's feet are exceptionally smelly. I I don't know what it is. Something has died and wrapped themselves around her feet. It's just the worst smell ever. So, I mean, I've asked the doctor and they're like, well, she's got sweat glands. They're that smelly you had to ask the doctor? Yes. Yes, ma'am. They are. So bad. So if we're sitting in the car for a 12-hour drive to Maine... Don't take your fucking shoes off. Like, oh, I would beat a bitch. Have the courage. No. So, but it's the same thing being in a hotel room and somebody shits up a room and then comes out. All of that heat and stink and funk. It's Get not the okay. Door shut. Oh, my God. So what? It's caged. And what if I have How to go in there? How long are you in the hotel room anyway? Go do something else. What if I have to go in there and shower after somebody takes Oh, a- that's not happening. No. Everyone who <laughs> showers goes first. The shitters have to wait. Shitters come so, second. So you Sometimes have, you can't. Let it crawl back up. I don't care. I shower before anyone. I, you know what? My ex-husband used to do that to me. While I was in the shower, he would come in and that take a right. shit. It was revolting. That ain't right. Revolting. Revolting. I would rather sleep in a king-size bed with a girlfriend of mine than... Well, the first of all, that's nothing. Then shit up a room. Ugh, I can't. It's just the uh, no. First of all, king size bed is hardly a sacrifice. You can, I Scott and I sleep in a king size bed. We can't reach each other. I know. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You should have said like a double. No, I know your tricks. No, no double. That wasn't even slightly subtle. You're just like, I'd rather sleep in a. 
king-size bed. California king. Yeah. <laughs> on the opposite end of the country than my friend. Yeah, but shitting up a room where people are living and where we need to spend an hour. Or so, like, it's just gross. It's shitting disrespectful. Up a room, it's like a, I didn't even know that was like a saying, <laughs> shitting up a room. It's disrespectful. <laughs> so go um, to the lobby. What's the harm? I'll give you your own key. You'll go down. You'll have you time. You can pass by and get yourself a candy bar on the way back at the front desk. My daughter, Emily, always smelled like strawberries. Like her feet, her breath. I Everything about her always smelled like strawberries. She she sweat strawberry smell. It was very strange. That's very sweet. Nathan. Not so much. Mexican food. Cheese and onions all the time. He stinks. His sweat, you know, like it always smells like a Mexican restaurant in his bedroom. His feet, you know, it's like either B.O. or stinky feet. And then Isaac has a faint pancake smell. Regardless of like, although... But like, you know, his feet, like his just general scent is a little bit maple syrupy, except for his breath at night when he's sleeping. It's as if he's eaten a bale of hay. Oh, he, he has hay breath. It's not necessarily unpleasant, but it's just like I, I wonder if the reason why is because he drinks um, organic milk before bed and it's like the grass fed cows. That's crazy. <laughs> Smell a little like hay. It's un it's unmistakable hay f- smell. And again, not the most unpleasant. It's certainly better than onions and cheese, but like <clears throat> just something I've noticed. And he doesn't smell like that during the day. It's only when he's sleeping is hay breath. That's ridiculous. It's like puppy breath. Puppy breath. Yes. It's like puppy breath, but puppy breath is not even as pleasant. Hay breath is better. But yeah, puppy breath is, yeah. Scott used to call it, yeah, morning breath, kitten breath. That's what he calls it, kitten breath. But no, it's hay breath. It's very weird. That is weird. I would love to hear from the audience what weird smells are coming out of your children, but don't be too graphic. We just talked uh, about shitting up a room. They can be as graphic as they'd like to. I don't want to hear like, it's slightly like jalapeno poppers and cucumber. That's exactly like, I don't what I want to hear. Really? Yeah, I want to hear All it. All right, then let's indulge saying. Melissa. This is definitely out of Jessica's box, but let's indulge Melissa and hear about all the disgusting smells you want to tell us about. Reservationspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up, Buttercup. Yeah, it's a cross between sushi and uh, (laughs) Texas barbecue. Oh, yum. So you have a couple of things on our docket here that we haven't discussed. Do you care to go into when is having me there ever helped or? Well, I was just, I was having an argument with my kid and- I needed I needed another parent. So I was yelling for Stuart and I was yelling for Stuart and I was yelling for Stuart and he did not come up. He did not come and help. And I thought, what kind of team player are you? Like, what kind of well, partner is What was is happening this? that you needed him? Uh, Mallory was having a meltdown. Um, what? Well, she... Come on. I just feel like I'm always complaining about them, but... That's the whole point. All right. So she... Why would, would it be interesting if we were always seeing how great they were? Oh, well, I don't. Right. <laughs> they, they are great, but that's not what you're going to hear. Right. Um, Mallory wouldn't get out of the car to go to CrossFit. I had errands to run. I got Why there. Not? She goes, I'm not getting out. Why? I, I, I don't even really know. It was a. She but had CrossFit a, sucks. It does yeah. suck. But there are boys there, and she's one of the only girls. She's why not the. She, but why wouldn't she get out of the car? Because she's a pain in my ass. So she Did wouldn't she get want out of the something car. from you? No, she just didn't want to go to CrossFit. And why didn't she just be like, okay, and drive off? Ethan popped out and went because I need because if you're not taking a sport and you're not running or doing something else, you have to keep moving. 
our family has a tendency to expand at the middle. So you need to just keep moving. You need to do something. You can't yeah, do... CrossFit sucks. Put her in dance class. She does not want to do that. I told her... What about her, yoga? Give me something else that you want to do and I will sign you up for something else. And she's fucking lazy. She doesn't want to do it. So fine. She didn't get out of the car. I said, Mally, she goes, you can take my phone away all weekend. I do not want to go. Hmm. All right. So I pulled out of the lot and I left. So I had her phone. So comes... Saturn. Did you leave her or not? I can't. What am I going to drag her out by her hair? Is that what I'm going to do? No, I mean, just, you know, pull her out of the car and drive off. Jessica, my abuse is not physical. It's verbal. I'm just kidding. It's verbal. It's verbal. I totally trash talked her all the way through my errands that I continued to do. So we come home. She doesn't have her device on all day Friday, Friday night, Saturday. So Saturday night, I think it was Saturday night, she's... She's gotten punchy and she comes into my room and she grabs my face and she says, I need Netflix. (laughs) And I said, yeah, that's a shame. I need you to do what you're told when I say get out of the car and go to CrossFit. And then she lost her mind. I need it. She started freaking out. And it was kind of funny in the beginning. And then tears started to pour down her eyes. Like she kind of lost her mind. Like, so then I'm thinking she's got to get her period any minute. You know, it's got to happen. This is like this wave of emotion hit her Mm -hmm. that I've really never seen. Right. I've never seen it. She's 13. She's never had it before. I'm thinking this is it. You know, this is here we go. And I'm like, Stuart, I. I can't always be the bitch. Like I'm always the one who takes shit away. And Stuart goes to work and says, you know what, Melissa, you're just going to give them back their stuff. You know, you need to let them know. Don't tell me how to parent when you're spending your days anywhere, but fucking here. Like, yeah, I I don't want to hear that from you. I agree. So, so he's, so I call, I call, I call. He doesn't come up. He doesn't come up. And then we go downstairs and Mallory knows that I'm annoyed. We make up. We're fine. And I, I reach out, I hand her a panty liner. I said, you're going to need this. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, something's going to happen to you because you just went batshit crazy. So something's What'd up. What'd she say? She laughed. I, she's got a super sense of humor when it's just us and not her brother trash talking her. But uh, so, so we laughed. Ha ha ha. We go downstairs and I said, hey, uh, thanks for your help before. You know, I wanted a sanity to come in. And he said, Melissa. When has having me there ever made a situation better? And I thought, that's a good point. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean. Does he have a point with that? Um, it, Yeah, kind of. Like, <clears throat> only in respect that <clears throat> he'll tell me his opinion. I'll know it's wrong and I'll know which way to go. Like, he'll give the wrong answer, which makes the right answer clearer. Oh, my God. We have the same marriage. Yeah. I'm like. Well, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's absolutely what not to do. Thank you for clearing it up. I'm going this way. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it makes it better in that I How do you think they feel knowing that we like to do the opposite of what they say? But, but I kind of do that too. Yeah. Like as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm like, well, that's nuts. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank well, you for showing me the absolute wrong way to handle this. Yes. Now I'll move on. A thousand times yes. Oh, that makes me feel a little worried that we picked the wrong dude. No, but. we picked the right dudes because they help you get to where you should be without taking you there, right, but, but telling they, you where not to unlike go. unlike Stuart, Scott argues his own point, knowing full well he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, so that was part of Mallory's meltdown, okay? She's yelling at me and she's saying, yelling to me, saying, Bubba, you don't do, you didn't do anything for me. And she, she looks at me, she goes, in, in the height of it, look, 
I know I'm wrong, but I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> and then I just looked at her and that's, I said, that was your way out. You're admitting your, that's, that's everything right there. But she was like still cry, like tears are running down her face. She's like yelling in this cute high pitched voice. And she's like, I know I'm wrong. I just can't see how I can get out of this. I'm sorry. And that was the end of it. So and that's it's when we funny hug. how the teenage years, you know, it's so it's equally as important to teach them those skills as it is how to use a fork. So, like, I can't tell you how many times, especially with Emily, I would just look at her ranting and raving and raging and just go, you know, you could just end all this. I said, do you feel sorry for what's happened yeah like, just <laughs> all you have to do is just stop arguing stop defending yourself stop bullshitting and just say this isn't what i intended right this i is know off i the did rails. the wrong thing yeah why don't we start from there okay well whatever that is then that <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah like, yes I mean, they they really don't it's like once they're caught in something and then god forbid they lie they're just gonna have to keep on keeping on they have no idea how to backtrack they double it. down too they make it so yeah. much worse like, yes they do i see what you're doing they're i'm gonna give you a way out and if you don't take this one i can't help you after this right. i'm giving right. you an out Right. But Mallory found her own out. She said, I know I'm wrong and I that's don't know how to get out very of it. Very rare moment. Right? So that's Enjoy. when we hugged and we loved and we went downstairs still like totally triangulating and saying, yes, yeah, Stuart, where the hell were you? And she's like, yeah, daddy. And he said, honestly, deadpan, when is having me there ever, ever made anything better? When has that ever helped? I mean, his presence makes things better, but maybe not during an argument. It does because I don't feel alone. Right. In in the battle, in the parenting battle. But yeah, he's never really had the right answer. I mean, it's it's a rare momentous occasion when his answer it, was the way to go. It's kind of wonderful how self-aware he is because like <laughs> as this one this one always used to happen with Nate where like Scott will I would be parenting Nathan. Scott would get involved and go completely bonkers over the top wrong response and then I would say, "Well, actually, Scott, I mean, Nate doesn't mean that. He just means that. And then Nate will go, no, he's right, mom. Ugh. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you both. Both of you, right. Both of you can suck it. Fuck <laughs> you both. How about that? Yeah. I mean, I'll go and I'll be like, Ethan, I told you to. And Stuart's like, no, that's not his fault. And like, oh, really? <laughs> or no, no. I mean, you guys really need is to cut out cardboard of your husband's yeah. that way you can put him in the room it feels like he's there but they don't say anything just poke a dildo through a hole so it's useful in other that's situations. delightful i do have cardboard cutouts of my kids from the b'nai mitzvah i do have oh. life-size cardboard cutouts that people could take pictures with them i have those in our basement and every time i go down there to play ping pong with ethan why would i take a picture with your cardboard cutout of your kid when i could take a picture with your kid because of the Don't things no sense. other kids did with the pictures yeah it was probably a bad idea that sounds it was bad it was a bad idea they're kids it was a bad idea uh yeah wasn't smart that sounds inappropriate not smart not gifted all right well john guess you got your work cut out for you buddy um <laughs> was it that boring of a show no there's uh there was good moments in there Listen, you can't hit a home run every time. I think that. we can. I think we can. I think I know you, you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But <laughs> you can't.
it's only episode six. We obviously don't have we don't have standard segments. We don't have like you know it took Elsie and I like a year before we had like a rhythm. We're not going to wait that long. I think you can't help it. I think you kind of just have to be like, okay, now we're on to something, you know? I like the idea of outside Melissa's box. I think that works real well. Stuart likes the idea of inside Melissa's box. But like, it's also Stuart's nice allowed. to have segments we can rotate through. Like, so yeah. one can be outside Melissa's box. One can be the would you rather. Yeah. If you like that. If you think love it that. sucks, then we won't do it. I love your I think the quizzes, quizzes are pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I was waiting to be grossed out by the ketchup and mayo ice cream. I don't know where that came from. Oh, my God. Watch it. Just watch it. Oh, you have to watch it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, video? a video? It's a video. To see it, yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I didn't. I was wondering what was going on with that. There's some flavors that should not be ice cream. Ketchup and mayo are two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Russian dressing, right? Without the relish. That's it's ice cream, though. Yeah. Well, what do you, it's not. It's fat. But doesn't it, ha- but doesn't it have um, French fries to dip in it? Yes. Isn't that what the picture was? That's actual ice cream, though. You've got to be kidding me. You would dip French fries in ketchup ice cream. John, I'd pretty much eat anything. I'm not going to lie, which is why I might have, which is why I might have to move towards the lobby bathroom. I don't, I'd try anything. I don't know if somebody told me this was delicious. I wouldn't try anything that's disgusting. But if somebody said this was. I could not eat. It's actually made. It's actual ice cream made with ketchup and mayonnaise. Actual mayonnaise and actual ketchup in actual ice cream. I'm dry heaving trying to explain it to you. Right. So now they give you hot French fries and you're supposed to dip it in this. I used to take Frosties from Wendy's and dip my my French fries. No, my oh no, that's gross. But my French fries, I would dip in Frosty. That was delicious. Yeah, my son used. My son does that. He always gets chicken nuggets from Wendy's and he always has to get a small vanilla Frosty. He dips his so good nugs. In the, uh, it's the salt and the sweet. It's it's perfect, and not kosher, but it's perfect. Oh, that's right. You can't mix the meat. I can with mix the milk. whatever. I don't tell me what I can we mix. I can mix well, whatever I, I want. Hey, listen, I'm a goyim. I don't know what you're talking about, you're but I just one. hear things. You're just one. You're just a, a goy. goyim. You're just a goy. You're just one. Goyim is plural. You made, oh. just, you made yourself many. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. <laughs> I am many. <laughs> I liked it. Somewhere around here, I actually have a drop of me saying something like that. Oh, man, am I glad I'm a goyim. Yeah. (laughs) Goy boy. So no quiz for this week, Jess? No quiz? We're out? Yeah, I got to go get Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when they make you pick up your kid. It's five o'clock. Somewhere. And? I'm just saying. I was shocked. It was just, it's five o'clock. He did lunch bunch, and then he did little kickers. Wait, what did he do after the regular school day? Who? Isaac. What are you talking about? That is the regular school day. Till five? They do art, music, Judaics, playing outside. They have an indoor gym. They have... Oh, yeah. It's the, it's at the J. Okay. It's at the J. Sensory table. They have free play. They have... Stations. Like, yeah. They station the from like three to ever. Nap, lunch, snack. Two Wait, snacks. he naps a- at school? Yeah. Stop for me. All right, guys. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out with our minuscule show notes at reservationspodcast.com. You can also email us reservationspodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook and Twitter at reservationspod and Instagram as well. Um, Please let us know all the smells coming from your child and um, 
or your friends. And how do you like this episode? Please feel free to share it. We love that you're listening. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Bye.